else coming? Anybody else outside? I'd like to speak a little bit about the beginning of Parsha Shlach. <clears throat> deals primarily, deals entirely with the Maisa Maraglam. Very painful Parsha, very, very difficult Parsha. Hard to understand what happened. People who were tzaddikim because of a small nakuda, a small bias, a small nagir, completely fell apart. Spoke Lashnar about Eretz Yisrael, spoke against the Rabbanu Shalalam. That in and of itself is, a, is, is a, such a lesson that a person not being overly confident in a Madrega person has. I want to speak about what happened when they came back. So they came back to the Yisrael for 40 days, and they come and they're telling over. They, they brought show and tell. They bring in these huge fruits, and they're talking about what, what they saw and trying to discourage Kla um, Yisrael from going up to Eretz Yisrael. Pasuk Lamed in Perakut Gimel Vayahas Kalev Esa'am El Moshe Vayahas Kalev What's Vayahas? So Rashi says it means he silenced the people El Moshe to divert their attention to listen to Moshe Vayahas is a lashon of Shtika Tadam Unkelus learns that Vayahas is not Shtika it comes from a lashon of listening He made them listen to Moshe he tried, Vayas How was he able to do it? So familiar with the Rashi that they didn't realize that Kalev wasn't among them. Yeshua was outspoken, Yeshua, they knew that he was a Talmud of Moshe Rabbeinu. With Kalev, they weren't sure. They thought he was among them. So when Kalev asked for a chance to speak, they gave him the mic, they gave him the floor. And then Kalev tried, he tried to get in, and they listened for a few moments. But after Kalev spoke and he gives him the chizak, we could go up. We could inherit Eretz Yisrael. We could, over and over, he's building them up. He's inspiring them. He's telling them, you could listen to what the Rebbe Shem told you. We could do it. We could make it. What happens after that? Everybody else then got their chance. They silenced him. And they said, we can't. It's too hard. And they over and over, one Lashon after another Lashon, and eventually Kla Yisrael has to make the choice, and they made the bad choice. Batisa Kola Eida, the entire Eida of Kla Yisrael raises their voices. Batisa Kola Eida, Bayitno Es Kailam, they all sit around crying Balailahu. That's the tragic end, and that's why we have Teshavav, and that's why we have Korban Abayis, and that's why we were in the desert for 40 years, and that's why that whole dollar died. Very, very sad. Let's speak about what happened at the end. So what happened? Kodesh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu, he wants to wipe out Kala Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu intercedes. Instead of that happening, so Rabban Shalom says that during the 40 years in the Midbar, we're going to be here, they're all going to die out, except for Kala. So I want to go to that Pasuk for a moment. Rabban Shalom says, it's Perk Yudal, Pasuk Chav Dalet, Va'avdi Kala, Ma'evad Kala. 
We all like to call ourselves Ebed Hashem. Imagine Hashem says he's mine. Avdi Kalev, my Ebed Kalev. Ekev Hoysa Ruach Acheres Imoy. Since he had a different Ruach, he had another Ruach, another spirit with him. Vayamale Acharayin. He was behind me. He filled his role. He filled his mission behind me. He's going to be able to go to Eretz Yisrael. He's going to be Yerush Eretz Yisrael. What does it mean that Kalev had a Ruach Acheres? So I want to learn two pshatim with with the Olam today, but let's first speak out Rashi. Rashi says, Ruach Acheres means, he was Echad Bepeh Echad Belev. Even though he made it sound like he was with the Meraglim, while he was there in Eretz Yisrael, they thought he was with them. When he got up to speak, they thought he was going to side with them. But there was a Ruach Acheres, it was a different Ruach. Really, there was something else. He kept his true colors to himself. He, he gave, he, he put up a facade, so that he'd be able to stick up for Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay? Stick up for the Rabbana Shalalim. So Rashi speaks out over here. Because he did that, that's why the Rabbana Shalalim rewarded him. Because Akeb, since there was a Ruach Avdi Kalev, Akeb, Beskar, as a result of the Ruach HaKeres that he had, the fact that he came with this Ruach HaKeres and got the Olam quiet, that's what Rashi says it's referring to. He was able to get them quiet, that's why he gets so much time. And the question is as follows. This is the question. I'm sorry for repeating so much of the story, but just to bring out the Nukudim. The question is, Kalev is getting this schar, and Rabban Shalom is calling him his Eved because he quietened the people down. Did it work? Didn't work. A couple of seconds, maybe, until they got wind of what he was saying, and then he was interrupted. He got a full Pasuk in. A Pasuk filled with Chizik, telling them how they could do it, and we, we could go up, and we will be successful. And then he was silenced, and nobody listened to him. They didn't give him a a second chance. He was done. So he was unsuccessful. The bunch of gives him schar because he gets, got an A for effort. He tried. So maybe that's the answer. The answer is <clears throat> that we need to try. Our job is not necessarily to accomplish or to achieve or to attain as much as it is to do the best we can. And if we're meant to achieve something and if we're meant to accomplish, we'll accomplish it. But the main thing, what does the Rabban Shalom want from me? The Rabban Shalom has malachim. Rabban Shalom is a kol yachol. He can make anything happen. What does he want from me? He wants for me to do the best I can. What if it doesn't yield the results I'm trying to yield? So it won't yield those results. That's not my job. My job is to be the best Eved Hashem, the best Eved Hashem, to do the right thing and to do it the best I can. Like the Chavetz Chaim explains in the Nusach of the Siyam, the person makes a Siyam. We say, Anu amelem vehem amelem. Anu amelem umekavlem schar vehem amelem vehen umekavlem schar. So Chavetz Chaim asks, but the guy in work and they don't, they don't get the reward for it? Of course they do. He says, no, a guy only gets, a guy is a cup. The world out there only pays for results. They don't pay for the work. Anu amelem umekavlem schar, even if we don't end up yielding anything, even if we don't end up getting any clarity. I go through a sogi, I spend the whole morning seder, I work on, on a particular issue, and I don't have clarity at the end. It didn't work. But up in Shemayim, it doesn't make a difference whether I chapped or whether I didn't. I worked, I toiled. The schar is there because of my amelus, because I tried. And that's the same thing. That's exactly what happened here. That's one way to understand it. That's the Pasha Pshat. Kalev didn't accomplish anything. But the schar, the title of an Eved Hashem, is not for accomplishments. It's not for results. It's for being the best you can and doing the best you could do 
regardless of those results, the outcome doesn't make a difference. It's more about what we do. That's the Pasha Pshat. Ramosha Feinstein, in, 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 the, in the Sefer Darash Masha, they bring from him, Mamashi Yesoidistik Pshat, the Pshat that has to inspire and, and, and to revolutionize the way a person thinks about life. He brings down this Pshat and he says it could be, but he doesn't think. He says, if you look in the Psukim, it sounds like Vayas Kalev was more than that. It wasn't just that he tried, he did a decent job, meaning he did the best he could, just the situation didn't allow it to work. That's one way to look at it. Well, Moshe says, I don't think that that's what happened. I want to tell you of a small Misa, not that we need the Misa, but it's a good Misa to know. I read a Misa recently, how there was a Yerushalmi boy, a, boy, a teenager, who was deathly ill. And he knew, he knew, was he knew he had maybe two weeks left, a little less than two weeks. He lost his whole time for anything. He's lying in his bed, faced the wall. Parents would come in. It's hard for parents to lose a child. It's hard for siblings to lose a child. It's hard for a Rebbe to lose a, a Talmud. It's hard for friends to lose. Everybody was coming, and he was so broken. He was so shattered. He's lying with his face in the wall. Nobody could get him to communicate. They brought in entertainers. They brought in... Nothing worked. So the parents reached out. This particular family used to listen to Shmuzan from Rabbi Israel Tauber. They asked him if he could come and maybe talk, maybe, he can't say no. Nobody else would work. Some source it wouldn't work. And he comes in, and he sees it. It's just, it's not. It's Tishabav and Tishabav more in this house. It's, it's just terrible. And he says to the kid, listen, my, I came from far. I came all the way. The least I expect is that Dara Ferret said, at least you'll respond when I talk. I, I see where this is going. He gives a grunt. And he says to him, let me ask you something. Have you ever learned Masechus Yuma? Maybe parts of it. Did you learn the last parrot? Yes. He says, let me ask you something. In order to save a person's life, you know you could save a person's life, but you have to be Machal Shabbos. Are you allowed to be Machal Shabbos? He says, yes. He says, let's say, in order to save his life, it's not enough for one person to be Machal Shabbos. You need everybody in Shul to be Machal of that Shabbos to save the person's life. Do we do it? He says, yes. Let's say you, know, you don't know if you're for sure going to save his life. You might be able to save his life. Do you do it? Yes. I'm dying now. You'll leave me alone. All these questions. He says to me, I have one more question. Let's say you know you can't save his life. But you know that you might be able to add an hour to his life. Do all the same rules apply? The answer is yes. He says, in other words, you're not dying yet. You feel, what's the point in living? What's the point in your existence right now? There's nothing. But do you realize that if they, we have to take the entire, I don't know which neighborhood this was in Yerushalayim, this was Bait Vagan. If we have to take the entire Bait Vagan, with all of its Rabbanim, and Tzadikim, and Gedolim, and... and and put everybody in a room, and everybody has to break an entire Shabbos to give you an extra hour of life. Do you know that we would do it? Is that kind of a life so useless? Could it be that that life is so meaningless? Because we would do it for you if we could. And the way I read the end of the story was that he, he turned around and he faced, and he passed away that night or whatever it was. At least he left. He, 
He left this world understanding that even just being in, 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 such, a, in such a useless state, but having life, an hour of life, is something that's so valuable, you can't put a premium on it. More than Shabbos, more than Kedusha Shabbos, and everybody being Makal Shabbos. Says Ramayisha, how a thing. He says, if this applies, if there's such a value to even an hour of physical life doing nothing, you could do anything, that's how, that's how valuable that is. All of Yiddishkeit goes out the window just to give a person that. What about a person's Ruchniya stake of life? What about giving a person Amunah? If you could, if you, I'm not saying how the halacha is, you could break Shabbos for it. But if somebody doesn't believe in Hashem, and you give somebody Amunah, you give them Ruchniya's quality of life, even if it's not forever, but you give them a few moments of it. If you could break Shabbos to give a person a minute of physical life, to give a person ruchniyistic life, you know how valuable that is? Says Ramosha, when Kalev got the people quiet, and he was giving them this chizik and pumping them with their munah, they believed him for that minute. They were on board until the next group of people got up and they convinced them otherwise. He says for that minute that he gave them, he gave them life. A minute of life, and I have a longer talk, two minutes of life, five minutes of life, have a long Kalev's speech was. During that time, the people were mechosa. Their emunah was strong. They knew what was right until they were convinced otherwise. Rabbani Shalom is saying to Kalev, I'll never forget what you gave these people. You, my Evid, you got up there, you gave them life. Did that life endure? Did it linger? No. But we never look at that when we give premium to life. You could be Mechal Shabbos thinking we got five minutes of extra life. Even a minute, five minutes, whatever it was, a few minutes of life, of, of emesa life, of clarity, of emunah, of bitachan. The shaminan mizeh, says Rav Moshe, the komod aguf, just like when it comes to a person's physical life, halacha sha'af chayi shaktana, even if it's a small amount of time, mechayi of liras sheyichiyat, mechayi that we've got to do whatever we can to make sure the person lives. For even if it's not something that lasts, it's also a davar gadol ma'od. This is something that has to give any serious benturis such a, such a tremendous amount of chesed. First of all, <clears throat> person, you know, let, let's talk about sumeira and then I say to A person's working on a certain nisayim. And he tries, he tries, tries to be Ahmed ben Yisai, and he tries for a minute, tries for a second minute, and then the Yetzirah comes and topples him and he gives in. So this is, what was the point? I tried and didn't work. Gave in. No, but this Chayin, when it comes to Chayin, nefesh, even a minute, I thought I gained an extra minute of life. I have an extra minute where I was strong, where I was mechosek. You can't put a premium on that. And that applies to all areas of Sur Meirah. what about Asay Taiv? person doesn't have such a cheshek to learn. He wakes up in the morning, he's got a headache, he's feeling a little out of it, he's got allergies, whatever uh, excuses or reasons to let me nahem that are going around now. person says, you know, but I'll give it a few minutes. Let me try. I can give it a few minutes. I can give it ten minutes. Maybe I'll try another ten minutes. Maybe another. Whatever I can. Every, you, you can't give a premium to that. person has a hard time concentrating in Shemana Esrei. But okay, but for this bracha right now, let me, I'll, I'll start, let me, give it, let me give it what I can. A little bit, a small amount, that's chayi nefesh. The Rabban Shalom calls Kalev, Avdi Kalev. Ekev ruach acheres, yedas ruach acheres. He gave people a minute of chayi nefesh. 
You can't put a premium to that. It's worth everything. Call of you, my Evid. You're getting Eretz Yisrael. Whatever. Was Kalev not successful? He was so successful. He gave them life for that minute. That it last past that? Doesn't need to. He still gave them that life. Something to think about. Something, something to connect to and something to be mechazek ourselves with. Or sometimes you have a friend who's doing something he shouldn't. Or you want him to do something. And you try to give him chizik. You try to inspire him and it works for a few minutes and then it's over. You gave him life. You gave him chiz. That's, again... We ask the question, what happened? What's the chashivas of the vayas kali if it doesn't last? Number one, he did what he was supposed to. We don't look at the results. Number two, he accomplished results. Maybe not in a permanent way, but at least for a certain amount of time. The Archaim HaKadosh has a different shot. <clears throat> this would, just for the few minutes we have left, to try to work on, on, on his shot. Ruach HaKeros, he says, is like this. The Torah is contrasting kali and Yeshua. Yeshua's Rebbe, Moshe Rabbeinu, davened that Yeshua shouldn't be affected by the Moravim. So Yeshua was fine. He wasn't dealing with all kinds of thoughts that were telling him, maybe the Moravim are right, maybe they're wrong. He was fine. Moshe davened, he was in. Kalev, nobody davened for him. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh. Kalev, and these people were Gedalim, they were Tzadik Adar, they were the Nisiyan. He says he had a Ruach Acheres, means that there was another side that was talking to him the whole time. Kalev knew what was right, but there was a ruach, a simultaneous ruach acheres that was pulling him away and saying, listen to what they're saying. They have a good time. And he was struggling with that and still did the right thing. Says the Arachayim, that's what makes you an Evid. An Evid Hashem. An Evid Hashem is somebody who's able to give away something else that pulls him and still do the right thing. That's why he got that title. The Avdi Kalev, Ekev Ruach acheres. Why is he Avdi Kalev? Because Kalev was pulled. It wasn't so easy for him. He went, he went, he went, <laughs> it says in the Gemara and Sotah, Rashi brings it, he went running to the Mara Samach Bela, to Daven, to see it. he felt it was having an effect. He felt he had it running Daven. He running and Daven in the middle. He saw, Avdi Kalev, Ekev Ruach Acheres, he fought it out, he worked within himself. The person who works within himself, he gets that title of Evan. There's another Archaim at the end of the Parsha that I want to make a Tzushtal, and maybe we'll say it a, a, a little bit differently, but the same Nakuda. We have the mitzvah of tzitzis. We say vayomer every day. Anybody who has a chance, if you, if you could go through the arachimes on the parasha of tzitzis, it's absolutely illuminating. I thought we'd have a little bit more time just to try to give you, over, first of all, the nakuda we want to bring out, and then how this, is, how this applies to tzitzis. The arachim HaKadosh at the end, he throws a line. He throws a line. He's, he says, for a person to think, a person who's dealing, struggling with his Yetzirah, the Yitzhahara is telling a person, you see this thing, this food will, let's talk about food, safer. See this food you're not supposed to eat? It tastes good. You see it, it's in front of your eyes. It's delicious. You enjoy it. It's mulchic and you just ate flation. It's there, it's speaking to me. And I'm fighting with myself and I'm saying, but I'm not allowed to do it. The Arachayim says it's impossible, I'm quoting to you his Lashen, it gets to a point that it's impossible to withstand temptations. Something that the eye sees and wants, and it's tasty and it's delicious, and Hashem told you not to do it. Hashem tells you this is bad for you, but I like it. No, I'm, I'm not supposed to. It's impossible. At some point, the person's not going to be able to withstand it. 
unless. Let me explain the kasha, and then we'll get to the unless. There's a gravitational pull. There's a pull that the Yitzhara brings towards things that are delicious, towards things that are appealing, towards things that we like, towards, thin, towards things that make us feel good. It pulls us. At some point, the pull is going to pull. Unless, says Arachayim, you have something pulling you in the other direction. He says, for a person to try to go through Yiddishkeit without considering himself to be an Eved Hashem, this is all, all in the parasha of Ayana, without considering himself to be an Eved Hashem and being excited about that, at some point he's going to give, he's going to give in or he's going to be completely miserable. You can't fight your whole life. But if a person realizes that he's an Eved Hashem, he has a relationship with the Rabbanu Shalaylam, and the smallest thing that he does matters to Hashem, Hashem will give him schar, and Hashem will give him and a person realizes that he has that, and if I don't give in, then I'm going to have all that. Rubanshom will be proud of me, and he, he'll take care of me. And the closer I get, and the more I'm I'm at Benisayin. It's not only about Nisyanis. It's so amazing to be an Eved Hashem. I don't have to give in, like we always speak about. That a, a, a Ben Charin is somebody who doesn't have to do the things he wants. He could. He doesn't have to. When a person does that, that has a pull the other way. And then a person will be able to be Ahmed ben Yisayim. If a person realizes and makes marks and reminds himself, I'm an Eved Hashem, I belong to something bigger and better. I'm not going to sell my birthright for a Nazir Hashem. got to be out of my mind to do. Why would I do that? That's something Esau does. He's hungry. He'll sell, he'll sell his Bukhari for Nazir, you know, for that stew. It doesn't work that way. I'm not that way. I'm a bigger person. I'm a loftier person. I'm a holier person. I'm an Eved Hashem, the most incredible thing, the most wondrous thing that I could be. That's a pull that pulls a person. Let's put it back in that Arachayim. The Avdi Kalev, the Pasuk says, Perhaps it's not just since he fought with his Yetzirah, therefore Hashem calls him an Eved. You know why he was able to defeat that, that Ruach Acheres and the Meraglam and all that other pull? is because he was an Eved. He considered himself to be my Eved. And Mamele he was Matzliah. The whole Archaim, just in, for the next two, three minutes, just to, to speak it out. He talks about the reason why we wear tzitzis. He says, every Evid, when an Evid belongs to somebody else, wears an emblem, has an insignia reminding him that he's an Evid, a dog tail, something that says he belongs to, this person belongs, this, this Evid belongs to someone. On the corners of our Begadim, we wear tzitzis. He quotes a Tysus and Menachas. Tysus says that our tzitzis are a kavla da avda. It's that insignia, that emblem that I'm an Eved. And he explains why the four strings, four strings which are folded over, he explains it, why the white, why the blue, why the blue around the white. He explains all of these things. But Arachayim says, you know why the Pasuk says, when you see, you see your tzitzes, you'll remember all the mitzvahs, and you'll be able to loyse of surach elevachem v'achreinechem? Is it something magical about looking at tzitzes? I'm not zechid away Maybe if I would have, I would behave. Maybe. How does it work? He says, the pshat is like this. I'm wearing my tzitzis. I need to remember. I need to realize my tzitzis are a simon that I'm an evid. If I realize that I'm an evid and I use that simon, I pay attention to it, and I use it the way it's supposed to be used, I remember I'm an evid Hashem. That's what's going to allow me. But if I'm not, if I don't remind myself and view myself and try to shtaig as an Eved Hashem. As somebody who has a relationship with Hashem, with an Akhrayas. It's an Akhrayas to be an Eved Hashem. If I don't do that, it's going to be impossible for me to be able to endure. 
The only Eitzah to the Veloys of Surah, the only Eitzah for all that is, remember you're an Eved. I'm a of all of us. Just to remember these three things. We're talking about Vayaz Kalev. Rabban Shum calls him his Eved as a result. Number one, we need to do the things that we need to do and to be mechuzak that we're doing the right thing even if we don't see results. The second thing to remember, that even if the results seem to be temporary or fleeting, but every small amount of chiyas, every small amount of kedusha, of tahara, of yiddishkeit we have, is something that's so powerful, it's chayim efesh, even if it's only chayim, even if it's only for a small amount of time. And the third thing is, the real eitzah, a real eitzah, according to the Archaim HaKadosh, the only eitzah, to be success in this battle that makes us all crazy all the time, these different yitzar and pulling us, is to remember, to identify ourselves as Avde Hashem. The more I work on being that and identifying and attaching myself to Avde and Avde Hashem, the more I'm going to be able to be really proud by the time we're done with all of this, this whole battle, and realize that I have a gravitational pull there. It will be Mechazak Min Alami to be successful. Thank <laughs> you.